is homeschooling not working for you? Did you start this home education journey with one idea in mind, but the reality hasn't ended up looking like that at all? Many of you were thrown into homeschooling because of the pandemic, and you just did what was familiar to you. Even before COVID, though, this is often the pattern. It's kind of the evolution of an unschooler. So if what you've been doing isn't working, let's talk about what you could do instead. I'm Sue Patterson, and this is the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. Each week, I show up with a five to 10 minute unschooling pep talk. My kids are all grown now and doors did not close because we took this unconventional path. But like many of you, I had a lot of doubts to overcome. I was a mom from the suburbs and never considered homeschooling. I hadn't even heard of unschooling when we first started. And then school wasn't a good fit for my kids. I'm sure many of us could swap some stories. So we started out and like many of you, I thought, let's just see how it goes. I'd tell myself, how hard can second grade be? And if this flops, the school will always take him back. I pay taxes. They have to. And while I searched for resources, fun ways to learn different subjects, I didn't really give it much more thought than that. I had three kids, and we were moving from San Antonio to Alaska at the time. Oh, I read a little bit, books like John Taylor Gatto's Dumbing Us Down, and during that first year, Mary Griffith's Homeschooling Handbook and Home Education Magazine. But unschooling was kind of off in its corner, doing its own thing. I didn't pay much attention to it initially until the power struggles kicked in. My son didn't want to do the writing projects required by the curriculum I had chosen. He was bored with the stories they were wanting him to read. And frankly, so was I. He really didn't care about memorizing the arbitrary spelling words that had been selected for all kids his age. We all wanted to get out and explore our new world, but we were chained to that curriculum that I had chosen. I had jumped from one educational conveyor belt to another. Because when you leave the school system and choose to homeschool in a traditional way with a curriculum approach, you're really just getting on another conveyor belt that moves you through the process without any consideration of interests, curiosities, moods, environments, family demands. Those things don't matter. The school, and then its proxy, the curriculum, is what matters most. And our job as parents is to fit our kids into their expectations, meet their standards, excel, if we want to be considered good homeschooling parents, and move on to whatever else they think our kids' ages should be learning at the moment. So you get the visual, right? Hopping from one conveyor belt to another. But I get it. Who has time to create an individualized curriculum? And does that mean for each child? What if one's into animals and the other's into performing arts and the other wants to shoot airsoft guns or play video games? What do you do with that combination? And what about the expense when you've already bought the curriculum? You sorted through all the options and found the most affordable package that you thought they'd enjoy It certainly is more enjoyable than sitting in a classroom all day long 
why can't these kids appreciate how good they have it, right? (laughs) And I say all of this because I want you to know, I get it. All those concerns loomed large in my brain too. I kept thinking, if I sparkle up these lesson plans, add more fun, skip over some of the drudgery, that would be the individualizing they need. And that's understandable because that's what good teachers in schools try to do, right? Or when you get an IEP for your child, you just try to squeak out another year in the system. But here's the thing, no matter how you spin it, when you use a curriculum, you're saying that that company's agenda is what matters most. The message that you're delivering to your child is that they have to shelve their curiosities and interests and defer to these other plans. Because someone says theirs is more important than your child's or your family's. But it's familiar. It's what most people do when they first start out homeschooling. I run into a lot of families that have even been homeschooling like this for a while when the kids were younger because the curriculum is more play-based. And then something shifts in their educational expectations and the resistance begins. So what do most homeschooling moms do? They try harder. They try to make it more fun. They try to cajole their kid into cooperating. They start promising rewards for compliance or they get mad. They get frustrated with their kids wanting to have a say over their educational path. Their kids tell them they don't even want an educational path if this is what it's going to look like. And the parents are worn out. And here you are wondering whether to plunk down more money to buy the curriculum that promises to be inspiring, but you've heard those promises before and they didn't come through, at least not with your kids. But there's another issue. You've been in the homeschooling world long enough to hear the way some people talk about unschoolers. You've maybe formed some opinions of your own based on stories you've heard or one or two families you've met. Or even that girl on TikTok who has a huge following because she was supposedly unschooled and hates how that went. We can talk about that another time. She does bring up some interesting points. But my point is that you may have some anti-unschooling thoughts you need to work through. And I want to help you do that. I have a YouTube video about the myths about unschooling called The Facts and Fiction About Unschooling over at the Unschooling Mom to Mom channel. I'd love it if you check that out, subscribe, do all the things. I'll put the link in the show notes. So what are the things you need to help you see that unschooling could really work for your family? It's going to take some significant de-schooling. Maybe you think you did it before if you first left school. Maybe you didn't. Or maybe your child didn't even go to school. You still need to learn all you can about de-schooling because it's really all about seeing how you've been conditioned to believe that the school approach is the one legit path to success. We have a lot of layers to clear off so that we can do what's best for our kids. But since this is only a five or 10 minute podcast, let me leave you with a few bullet points, so to speak. I'll make a handout to help you dive deeper on each of these and you can get it at the show notes or at the blog post where this is going to be. So you can focus on the obstacles or the clarifications that you need to make this leap from the traditional approach to this unconventional unschooling way. You'll shift from teaching to learning together. 
partnering with your kids to explore what interests them. Yes, unschoolers read books and learn topics like science and math and history, just not in the typical schooly way. They learn in ways that work for them. Unschooling parents are open to whatever ways work best. You'll learn about how unschooling works, how it's all about trusting that all humans are hardwired to be curious and don't have to be coerced into learning. You'll see that coercion is a problem of its own. It sets you up in an antagonistic way, making power struggles unavoidable. This puts distance between you and your child, making it harder to tune into what they need because they have a lot of resentment pushing you away. When you opt for unschooling, you can stop with the pressure to complete the work that someone else has said is important. Instead, you and your child will make choices that fit your family. It really doesn't matter what age kids learn anything. Sometimes people think that unschooled kids never hear the word no, or that parents have to surrender all their boundaries, and that's not true at all. But unschooling parents do parent a little differently from the mainstream. It really is more of a partnership, more listening and understanding, less my way or the highway approach. And no, unschooling parents are not lazy. They're actually very involved in their kids' lives and creatively connecting. And if you want my real opinion on this one, going the traditional route where you just check the boxes and do what someone else says is important, all because it's familiar and we don't want people to talk badly about us as parents, that's playing small. And our kids deserve better than that. Heck, we deserve better than that. So I want you to think of it like this. School and the schoolish approach to homeschooling tells kids that memorizing arbitrary information is important because someday they might need it. But we all know from past experiences, if we don't have an interest, it's probably going to be forgotten. And an interest in getting an A or pleasing our parents or teachers just isn't enough to make it stick. Whereas if we take an unschooling approach, we dive into our lives. We as parents trust that our kids are hardwired to learn, and we share resources and experiences to support our child's interests and curiosities, even those we think are silly or not going to get them anywhere. Can you hear my air quotes there? (laughs) But when we live our lives first, we inevitably get to a place where we need more information or need to learn something, and then that becomes the catalyst for unschoolers to want to learn more. And because it's what they want, there's no more resistance, no need for coercion. And in a nutshell, that's really how this all works. So I have all kinds of resources to help you shift towards unschooling. My kids got into college, own homes and businesses, have families, all the things. I say that because I want you to know that unschooling works and you do not have to stay stuck with an approach that is not working is burning you out, and is creating more friction in your family. Unschooling is an option, so don't be afraid of choosing it. I can't tell you how many parents I've talked to who choose to unschool after resisting it for a while, and they all wish they had skipped over that hesitation. I can help you. All you have to do is reach out. That's it for this week's Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share your favorite episodes, and we'll talk again next week.